Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. AGM season is fast approaching. Most major companies listed on the ASX hold their annual general meetings around October. In this quick tip, Fiona Balzer from the Australian Shareholders Association tells us about AGMs, the power of retail shareholders and the work of ASA's company monitors. That's actually the part of the business that I take care of. We have Mm -hmm. an education arm, which we encourage people to learn as much as they can, and then we hold the companies to account through what we call company monitoring. So people who are members of the association and have an interest in attending AGMs and holding the, holding the companies to account, they volunteer, and I manage a group of 110 or so people who meet with the companies, they discuss what the performance has been like. Remuneration can be a bit complex and a bit tedious, but quite often that is the litmus test of you know, whether it's good or bad. How much, how much the executives are being paid? How much they're being paid? Has has the board said to themselves, you know, how much is enough and how much is too much? And that's a sign that you would expect to filter right down the company you're managing. That if they're thinking of things in a holistic fashion, they should be um, paying an appropriate amount to the executives and rewarding them for appropriate achievements. And one of the things the Shareholders Association is really keen on is that the performance reflects how the individual shareholder is affected. So if the shares are going up strongly and the dividend's been strong, uh, we're happier with paying more. And if the opposite's the case, we think that the executive shouldn't, shouldn't still walk away with the extra benefit. You ask the hard questions. <laughs> ask the hard questions. And then the other thing is, too, that... When you own a company, you feel, or own a share, you feel like you own the company. We also want that profit to be achieved appropriately. We want the Royal Commission, for example, caused a lot of distress amongst shareholders because they feel that um, dividends haven't that they've been taking haven't actually been achieved in a way that was really positive for the customers. That perhaps there was exploitation of the vulnerable. So um, we, we engage with the companies and try to get them to improve their game. And various initiatives over the years have seen some improvement in the alignment with the shareholder outcome. But of course, the Royal Commission actually is still looming over us and that is working through the system, how we can make sure that those egregious behaviours never happen again. So can you give us an example of an effect that your lobbying or the, the, the kind of pressure that the, the association has applied has had an effect on a company that you've seen as a positive outcome? Looking at it in a more general fashion, uh, we have asked that the companies disclose actual remuneration. The laws around reporting remuneration are actually uh, really complex and conflicting. So you end up with a lot of information you can't understand because legally the companies have to show it. 
and we think that you should know what the executive's walking away with. So you might know that when someone gets paid, they get the cash for the year, they get a short-term bonus, some of which is cash in the same year, some is put in shares, given to you a couple of years later. And then there's long-term incentives. So in 2019, you might receive the 2015 incentive if you've jumped the hurdle Mm -hmm. appropriately. You may have been told that you are being paid $4 million, but when they walk away with the shares, they're getting $10 million. And there's, you know, an element of how much is is too much. And if somebody is walking away with this huge amount of money, that's money that is not going to the shareholders or the company because the company could reinvest that money. Does that actually have an impact on uh, how the other people in the company respect and treat the CEO? Um, And ultimately, I guess, is it a benefit to the shareholders? Is it a benefit to the shareholders? Is it a benefit to, you know, everybody who uh, interacts with that company? Okay, so this is something that we haven't covered on this podcast before is the AGM. Yep. And I think maybe it's worthwhile looking at an AGM. What's, what's the importance of an annual general meeting? Retail shareholders feel that the annual general meeting is the only time where we can hold directors to account. At other times, they appear on the media in closed rooms and the like, and it's really difficult to let them know that you're disappointed either by how the company is communicating with you or performing or hurting vulnerable customers with the Royal Commission. Whereas at the AGM, both the chair and the rest of the board have to get up on the stage and tend to mingle afterwards so you can actually have those discussions with them and say how disappointed, for example, you've been with what was transpiring at the Royal Commission or that the company two years ago had said that this particular investment would do all sorts of wonderful things and you're feeling misled because none of this has transpired. You feel like the risks weren't adequately highlighted at the time that this could be a 30% up, 10% down type of scenario. So that's the only time retail shareholders can talk with those executives. And hold them to account. And hold them to account. Whereas your institutional investor who may own between 2% of the company or 10 or 15, they can get an interview with those people. Just go in and talk. And um, retail shareholders feel excluded. So the AGM is really a retail shareholder forum. So describe an AGM. What is an AGM? Is it something that's required by law? Yes, um, all companies are required to hold company meetings and the shareholders are required uh, to get a notice 28 days before laying out what resolutions will be voted on. And people might be familiar with special meetings where you might agree to sell the company to someone else. That's one type of resolution. But the regular meetings, you get to elect the directors to their role. And then you also get to uh, agree issues of capital to the executives. And in Australia, we have this uh, remuneration report vote where if you have more than 25% of the people voting who vote, voting against it, the following year, if you have the same result, you can actually do what's called spilling the board. So you have to also have a resolution that says you can vote all the directors out. It's not common that that, that the directors are all, all voted out because 
if you think about it, somebody has to be responsible for the company. So there is an issue that you can't just sack everyone and let somebody figure out what happens afterwards. Um, so that's not often uh, used, but it, it's there and it's a bit of a big stick and doesn't always reflect just what people feel about remuneration because 25% is much lower hurdle. Um, if you're really unhappy with the company, a lot of people will vote against that remuneration report. Mm -hmm. And if a director gets 50% of people voting against their election, they basically don't get the job. So it's quite powerful in that regard. And the meeting tends to be procedural in terms of those resolutions all have to be validly voted. You might lodge a proxy for those meetings, which means somebody you let somebody else go and determine what your vote is, or you might um, do what's called direct voting. But that's a way of getting your thoughts on the company taken into account. And we think that everyone who owns individual shares should actually make the effort to look at those notices and vote. Okay, that's interesting because uh, we have covered on the podcast about how when you're a shareholder, you're a part owner of the company. And, but we haven't covered this, that you can actually do have a, a material difference according to the, uh, the voting that can take place at an annual general meeting. Yeah and, yeah, and sometimes retail shareholders feel overwhelmed by the weight of the other uh, voters because for every share you own, you get one vote. Mm -hmm. So those big institutional investors who have 10, 15, 50%, they will sway the vote overall. But at times there might be disagreement amongst those investors and that might mean that the retail shareholder is the ones who make the difference as to whether a resolution or a the voting of a director gets up. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can think about your vote, it is really good for you to express that opinion. And also I think that longer term, if we can say that um, you know, 30,000 people voted against a particular resolution, even though it didn't meet that 50% threshold, that that will mean that um, directors can't say, oh, everybody thought this was a great idea. Yeah. You'd have to say if a huge number of individual voters vote against something, that there's a particular class of shareholders who aren't happy with what the company's doing. You can assign your voting proxies to the ASA and they'll vote on your behalf. And until the end of 2022, ASA is offering listeners of this podcast a free yearly membership by using the code SHARES22. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. SHARES for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.